7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It's Monday, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good. Big night for Jamal Murray, 37 points, season high. Denver also... They beat the Pistons, which everybody as of late have been beating the Pistons, but Mike Malone... Except the Mike, Raptors! <laughs> Mike Malone <laughs> reminding oh. them that they, yeah. they broke their losing streak to the Raptors. They played some close games lately. Denver gets it done last night. Put up 131 points at home against the Pistons, where Nikola Jokic scores only four points, but he had 16 assists. And there was... Plenty of other firepower last night, too, yeah. to carry the, the load. And then you get into the bad and the ugly. Can you go out and play more flat than the Broncos played Sunday? With I, I, I get it, the playoffs were gone. The playoffs were gone. But you had a chance to go out and, and win nine games, and you haven't done that since the season after they won the Super Bowl. You in the losing streak to the Raiders. And because players aren't thinking about, well, we need to go out and lose because we don't want it. We want to improve our draft status. They don't care about that. They they want to go out. You'd like to think and and finish on a, on a winning note, beat the Raiders. Not the Broncos. But boy, they sure did. Sure didn't seem Man, like it. That was a lot of one, two, three Cancun, wasn't it? Who? A lot of a lot of guys had golf on the mind. Raiders didn't. No, they were. Max Crosby is playing like they were playing their playoff lives. There were guys there that knew the top golf in Vegas only <laughs> takes walk-ins <laughs> for the Broncos. That's how they played. It was very much a, wow, this game is really uninteresting. Like, you can have teams that are out of it and it be interesting. Right. That game was not interesting. No, it was not. Denver couldn't run the ball to save their lives. Like, I think 48 Antonio yards. Pierce is the only one that wanted to be there. <laughs> I think some of the Raiders players did. Max Crosby did. He was having a good... Well, yeah, he's he a lunatic, ha- though. He was so. having a good time. He was having yeah. fun. I Raiders too, played but... like they... Like, for the majority of them wanted to be there. Aiden O'Connell's mm. a rookie that's maybe playing for an opportunity to be the starting quarterback this next season. Yeah. He has gotten better and better. And so there, there were guys that had something to play for. And and for Jared Stidham was another audition opportunity. Where he wasn't dreadful yesterday, but man, they couldn't they couldn't protect him. Mm. They could not protect him yesterday, and they couldn't run the ball, which didn't help in that front either. Yeah, when you when you forty eight yards, that's it on the ground. And I, I really hope that Sean Payton's check to Matt Millen cleared yesterday. Because <laughs> oh, he was he Matt was, Millen loves him some Jared Stidham. Was, he was glossing yeah. He's Jared loved, Stidham yesterday. His love is available for purchase. Oh. Ooh, and then and then the the incredibly talented Broncos receiving core. Eh. It's they have wonderful really? natural gifts. But they're not great at their jobs. But you listening to him yesterday, it was like he was talking about 
a wide receiver room of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and company. Mm-hmm. And Tyree Kill. It's like you realize there's not a guy that's going to break a thousand yards receiving yeah. this season on this team, Matt Millen. Yikes. Did you see Jerry Judy's Ty Wigington touchdown? It's like, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're 8-8 eight and eight and eliminated for the playoffs, Thank- and now you're fighting for the goal line. Thanks. Thanks for showing up today. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, That's what we'll start calling it, a Ty Wigington <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> Anything that's, that's meaningless like, right? should be a, yeah. a Ty Wigington whatever. He scores and, you know. You're like, hey, how about super that? Super fired up. And like, that helps no one. Well, for those of you that wanted Denver to lose to improve their draft status, they improved it by two spots. There you go. <laughs> they moved up to 12. Finished third in the division. Hey. I hope that makes hey, you happy. It's not the basement. I hope that makes you happy. Little, little victory. <laughs> but you moved up two yeah. spots. Doesn't mean you're going to get any player that you really want. By moving up two spots. Oh, dear How do you get leapfrogged by the Raiders? Who fired both their coach and quarterback this <laughs> yeah. year. I mean, you fired your quarterback too, but. Yeah. Yes, you did. Like, they're like, you know what? This is just not working. And they leapfrog you in the division. And and here we go with, okay, so we'll, 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 we're going to obviously break this down throughout the course of the morning. But with Vance Joseph. One in five, the Dolphins game, the 70 points. People were after his head. And then they go on the five-game winning streak where they force the 16 turnovers, and all of a sudden, hey, this defense is a pretty good unit. And then you look at, like, the last about five weeks, though, it hasn't been that great. No, it hasn't. And the thing... And he, there's no way Vance Joseph should feel like... And, and I, I love this yesterday. I'm listening to the pregame. I had to go someplace, and so I'm listening to... The, the countdown to kickoff, and um, Benjamin Albright, the KOA insider, saying, yeah, Vance has got some interest in, in head coaching interviews. There will be, be some teams contacting him. I'm like, really? Really? Who? Who? Is there somebody in the UFL that needs a coach that I'm not aware of? Is there a Canadian football league team? That's in, di- are, the, are the Edmonton no Elks, need, do they need a coach? Yeah. Who? Who? Is there, a, is there a team over in Europe that's looking for a, for a new coach? Yeah, Who? no kidding. Is there a D2 program in college football somewhere that, that needs a head coach? Is, there, is Adam State looking for a new head coach? Who? Oh, maybe. Who's, who's looking to hire him? I, I, I'm listening to that, and I, I did one of these driving the car. I went, what? Yeah. Like, huh? Like, what in the world? His defense gave up 70 points. Yeah. And, yes, things turned around dramatically. Things were good. But it was never, wow, this guy is, in my opinion, job is safe, 2024. Mm-hmm. Vance Joseph should be back as a D.C., no doubt about it. The way the defense has played the last few weeks. If you're not considering other guys, what the hell is wrong with you Right. if you're Sean Payton? And what is wrong with you? Vance gets... Just a little, just a little credit for the sure. defense creating all those turnovers. But also, let's let's really look at it. That five-game winning streak and solely that five-game winning streak. They got one interception from the Packers. That was the last heave down the field. Yep. It's a P.J. Lock play. Threw it into septuple coverage. Yeah. 
Then it was the Chiefs, who are 23rd in turnovers this year in the NFL. Then the Bills, who are also 23rd. Then the Vikings, who are next to last. And then the Browns, who are last. So you got fat. A lot of turnovers yeah. off of teams that gave everybody a lot of turnovers. <laughs> Wasn't just you. Was and the, Yeah, exactly. The, the players, different story. There's there's something to be said about a quarterback throwing it right at you and you not catching it. That's not a turnover. PS2. PS2. But you have to make those plays sometimes. And this is not on the defense. They made those plays. They get credit for it. They deserve those wins. But, like, the Van- hey, Vance Joseph organized a plus 16 turnover margin in those five games. Like, really? really? He made did tweaks. He- they did things. He He's- called the plays. He was smart enough. to. They they made some cha- changes in terms of personnel mm-hmm. and also on, on, on cut, cut down yeah. some of the terminology in the playbook. And so they played better, and that's great. But, but it's not like he – that defense was – just gangbusters right. like the Browns defense that had to overcome four different quarterbacks mm-hmm. until he finally got to, to Joe Flacco. And, yeah. and, and and so it's... He did have the presence yeah. of mind to schedule four turnover-prone teams right in a row. And we're going to... We, we are going which, which was... Yeah, which, he had nothing to, which he had nothing to do with, but they... And, and I guess give him credit, they, they did take advantage of those teams. Yes. They did what they were supposed to do. But so, like the, I said, a little credit. He gets a little, but it's not like he's out there Buddy Ryan enough this defense. You know what I mean? No kidding. It's it's not like his job should be absolutely untouchable. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, over the weekend, George Payton sounds like he's probably safe, at least for now. Though there's the talk that after the draft... Sean Payton could go, you know, George, it's been, it's been real. Not real fun. Not real fun, but it's been it's real. Been real. And that could, that could happen too. Because he calls the shots now. Sean, not George Payton. No, yeah, Sean. But like Vance took Ajiro Averro's defense, pretty much all of the same players, that was seventh in yards and 14th in scoring last year and just barely stayed out of the 30s in both of those categories. So, I mean... The proof is in the pudding right there. there. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. Even getting all of those turnovers, they still didn't crack the top 10 in turnovers. Acquired. And a Giro Vero in Carolina, where they had a disastrous season. Total defense, though? Third. Yeah, not bad. The, Third. Their defense was not the problem. Third in total defense. Find your Browns and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So... They- they lost great, a game. Great call there, Sean Payton, to let a Giro Vero yeah. go someplace else. They lost a game yesterday where they didn't allow the other team to score in double digits. Yeah. I, I just, it's maddening. Denver went from, like you said, top 10 defense, seventh to near the bottom. And 27th. One point, yeah. And at one point, dead. Yeah. They DFL. had a comfortable lead at DFL for a, a few <laughs> weeks there. Yeah, nobody's going to be taking that away from them. No. Uh, it just, but just the lackluster feel yesterday. I get it. You know, and McGlinchey was out. That didn't help with Max Crosby. Cam Fleming was just getting used and abused by Max Crosby yesterday. There's one shot they showed him over the bench. He's like trying to wipe the sweat off his face. He's just like, 
I anybody else want to go out there? Betty, mm-hmm. Betty, Betty, any the rest of you guys want to go take a crack at this? There's a little bit of necessary roughness in that facial expression. <laughs> like, we go block this guy at all today? Anybody? Anybody? Please. Oh, uh, like I thought we had a good relationship here. Oh, uh, it to just to watch to to go. It felt go, like I a got, lot of guys quit. Just felt like we're done. Like one, two, three, Cancun. There's a lot of that yesterday in that game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are guys like Singleton that, that plays hard all the time. I, I cannot believe... Guy. I And I, I never know with Alex Singleton if I'm supposed to... I, I appreciate what he brings to the table. I mean, in terms of, of you know, he is, he is the quintessential high-motor guy. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about that. And he broke the Broncos' single-season tackles record yesterday, by the way. He had 13 tackles against the Raiders, 177. But does it feel, it doesn't really feel like teams have to game plan for him. No, no. He's not a guy he's a, that's he's like, a, he's, he's a garbage gonna, man. He yeah. cleans up. He's not Luke Keekley in the middle, right? To where you're like, that guy, guy's a lunatic and he's going to be everywhere. It's uh, or like Singletary or. Yeah. Alex Singleton comes from behind and tackles the ball carrier or whatever. It never really feels like other teams are that threatened by him. He had 177 tackles. That's a lot. It's a very good season. But how many were like, man, that turned the tide. I know tackles, not all of them do. But like an um, inside middle linebacker should have at least some fear struck in the hearts of opponents. I don't know if Alex Singleton or Josie or Jewell, for that either matter. Either guy do that. I don't know if either of them do that. I mean, it's an, it's an incredible accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And so Michael Brooks, who the name barely registers with me, they say he, held, he, holds, the, he holds the Broncos franchise record for tackles did until Singleton with 170 and 92. So it's just another in a long line of hey, guy. Uh, okay, it's a guy. Yeah, it's a dude. You know he play. That's you want eleven of those guys on your defense, but only because he's the guy out there that didn't you know have his golf clubs in his trunk. Right. It and, felt and, like. Well, can I? And, and I'm I'm impressed with what what Singleton did. That's that's, that's an incredible accomplishment, mm-hmm. but. Once again, it's not, not what you. He does. Teams will go. Oh, we got to worry about Alex Singleton. Yeah. See, for me, Alex Singleton's record is hey, is a lot closer to. Hey, how about that? instead of. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's a lot of. Hey, that's neat. That's very cool. Jaquan uh, McMillan didn't have his best game yesterday. Either. No, he did not. Ooh, <laughs> no, he did not. Let Jacoby Myers just go wherever he wants to all day. <laughs> yeah, pretty like, much. He could not keep him out of the bathroom. <laughs> He's n- nowhere. Uh, just, yeah. There's um, lot, lots and lots of duds from yeah. yesterday. I've watched a lot of Browns games where they come into the season 3-12. and 12. Come into the last game three and twelve, and then they just are like, "All right, we're done." That's what that looked like yesterday. That or a whole lot of quit. A whole lot team. of just, yeah. We doesn't matter if we win nine games. 
No, not mm. really. Doesn't really matter. It's like, hey, my tea time is Monday at 8.15. So it doesn't matter what happens here. Bitter patter. Let's get yeah. let's get at her. It's like, I, I don't let's need get to be plane in there get home. tomorrow for my exit interview. It's a short flight. Yeah. My, my golf clubs and sandals are in my trunk sitting at the airport. <laughs> and then let's, let's go back to perhaps the biggest stud here, and that's Sean Payton. And... Because it it is, it is on his desk. Yeah. This is about Sean Payton and about where this team is right now. And once again, I will stand by my statements. Can't sit here and expect year one for this team. And there there is there are things that are better in terms of they got to eight wins. That's that's not nothing, but it's not everything. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not hang, raise a banner for that. When I say that, it's yes, yeah, step in the right direction. But right now, you just feel like, at least I do, well, I've tried to be positive about where, where the Broncos are. And in the midst of all this hot mess that's going on right now with Russ and everything, it's hard after yesterday to feel like they're making steps in the right direction. Because it doesn't really feel that way. And feels like here we go again. Yeah, th- I may be reading too much into this, and Dylan's probably furiously typing out a text by the time I get done. It feels like some of that quit yesterday was, well, this guy's not going to have my back. And this guy doesn't respect the effort I put in. Why am I going to try hard in this meaningless game? Why am I going to put myself on the line for a guy that it's not going to have my back. Speaking about the head coach with what he did to the quarterback and how he really just kind of handles people in general. It felt a little bit that way to me. It felt like some veteran business decisions being like, you know what? I'm This season's over. I'm done. Yeah. I'm probably not going to be here next year. And why am I going to go out and bust my tail for this guy who's not going to have my back in the process? Absolutely. That trust and loyalty does go both ways. Just look at the way they played for Jerry Rosberg. And they love Jerry Rosberg. Last year. Yeah. They played their tails off for him. They were toast at that point. And they still were out there kicking tail and taking names. They may not have won those games. I I can't remember if they won both of them. But they played much harder. Yeah, they beat the Chargers in the season. Yeah. And they were close to the Chiefs. So, yeah, they were much more in those games than they were in that game yesterday. And I think that's a byproduct of how the coach treats the players. Agreed. And, and, and I think that right now, there are players in this team that are going, I, I don't know if I'm a good fit here. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if we, I can I don't know if coexist. I want to be a good fit. I don't, to, I don't know if I can coexist with Sean Payton. I don't know. Uh, let's throw a couple in the microwave before we get to uh, what's happening this morning from Friday. Uh, we are talking about teams you're going to root for. Since you didn't listen, you didn't hear my comments about your Browns. No, I didn't. Really I am. Good? They're actually, yeah. Oh, nice. I'm considering, considering throwing Cheer- my support behind your Browns. Cheering for former Denver Not- Bronco great Joe Flacco. No. Has nothing to do with Joe Flacco. Oh, okay. Nothing, Nothing to do with you. Matter of fact... You worked against me rooting for the Browns, to be quite honest. I usually do. But I... Uh, I'm pretty I, much the I only don't one like working you, against myself. I yeah. don't like giving you that satisfaction because 
just well because the way you are sometimes right. about but that. You know me. I don't want the help. <laughs> and see, and that's that's the thing. That's the thing. It's just like, hey, cool, hop on, plenty of room yeah, here. Like, no. no. And that's Not why I, I've been reluctant to do that because yeah. you're such a turd about it. Yep. But because the, my my team that I played for in Mesa County Junior Football for Errol Snyder was the Fruit of Browns. My mom bought me a Browns jersey from Sears. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking Lions in the NFC, Browns in the AFC. Pulling for both. Not going to buy gear. Settle down. No gear will be purchased. But if Joe Flacco brings Lombardi to Cleveland, you and I will go get Joe Flacco tattoos. You will go get a Joe Flacco tattoo. You can show me a picture of it when it's done if you choose to do so. That's how I'm approaching that. No, there's no this, no this we stuff, buddy. No we. You'll get a Dan Campbell to tattoo his face on your kneecap. But RJ and Delta from Friday. No, I'm not going to get Dan a tattoo Campbell right here. No. Arr. My my gut says it's going to be 49ers Ravens Super Bowl, but I wouldn't mind seeing Lions Browns. I also had a text we didn't get to Friday. I've never seen as much crying for an 11 and 19 quarterback in my life. There have been numerous quarterbacks benched for losing records. We're all excited when Russ came, but it hasn't worked out. He fumbles, invites sacks, and he loses to bad teams. He holds a ball consistently uh, where our offensive line has no clue where it's at. All I hear is excuses for him. He's not a Peyton-type quarterback. He's got to be almost impossible to write an offensive game plan for. I don't know. Pete Carroll did a pretty good job with that. When Russ wanted mm-hmm. to go along with it, they they got to two Super Bowls and won one. And he got benched. Nobody cried for other quarterbacks in the Broncos that got benched. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, wait, wait a minute. There was a whole lot of, we should have just kept the 8-13 and 13 guy. Yeah. Two years ago. Yes. And then there was... There's a lot of cry- a lot of cried for Drew Locke when he got benched. Yeah. A lot of crying, my friend. And then unnamed texter, the the guy who went eight and six. There's a whole lot of I'm never gonna cheer for this team again for TRT getting moved on. Exactly. So, while I appreciate the well thought out tech, the rest of it is like it's got to be hard writing for Russ. I understand that. Sure. And Russ does make some poor decisions at times. Agreed. And and that's what we've talked about. And Russ, we've like said, Russ is not yeah. not blameless in this whole thing, but he's also not the first guy that's the problem here. The the rest of that text is a, it's kind of hilarious. It's Yeah, does he hold the ball too long? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does he not protect the ball at times? Yes. Totally agree with those things. We, but the rest of it, yeah, no, we yes. We almost had to carry Jets sir, games. So. Sir, <laughs> sir, madam, whoever sent this text in, plenty of people, when, yeah, when Tebow got relieved, the, uh, the, Worst out, the outcry. Worst decision this franchise has ever made. The they outcry was, did, did, were you not paying, whoever yeah. sent this text in, I'm not trying to crack on you. No. But I guess I am cracking on you. A little bit. Were you, were you not paying attention when yeah. Tebow got, got shipped out of town? When they brought in PFM, there were, there, there were people here in this building losing their minds over Said that. Straight to my face, they will not win anything ever again. Only it just only went go to, to two Super Bowls and in one four years. <laughs> and one a Super Bowl. And now, Manning put up... It's generations ago, but still. Manning put up incredible historic numbers. Yeah. 
during his time for those first few years in Denver. What's say ungodly number? Ungodly would be probably not a crack on Tim Tebow. No. But whoever sent this text in, I hope you're listening. You oh, we couldn't hope continue to. And we want you to, and we're not. But we're also. Not, you could not be more wrong, but nobody yeah. cried for other quarterbacks in the Broncos that got benched. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Lot. Drew Locke, Tim Tebow, most notably. People losing their minds. That's just in the last 15 years. Yeah. And then uh, Ferretti played the Greg Popovich thing about mm-hmm. they got smoked and playing against Milwaukee. No. And, and Popovich said, see you at the bar. Andy, not a Popovich fan. I, I find Greg Popovich amusing at, at certain times. At certain times. Not all the time, but, but, but a good chunk of the time, yeah. I like Popovich. Popovich warms up to me when you see him shedding tears when Becky Hammond talks about him at her yeah. Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. Yeah, there's good and bad about the guy, mm-hmm. like like everybody. All right. Yeah, but that one texture, we want you to listen, but we're yeah. just, man, I don't agree with everything you're saying there. I'm sorry. Other, other co- quarterbacks have been benched in Denver, and people have had bigger fits. Russ has been almost, I think, more 50-50. It's been, eh. Yeah, it probably deserves to be benched. Paying too much production's not what it should be. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's ever I it, more 50-50. You're on the phone. You're answering the yeah. phone. More 50-50 about Russ. Right then. It's pretty split, yeah. Yeah. It, and there's there's a large middle in there of kind of what we've been saying about he's not the problem. He's a problem. He's a problem. He's not the problem no. with the team. No. Is he blameless? No, he's not. But the numbers are better than any quarterback they've had in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Go look at it. Go look at the. If you don't want to, you don't. You know, the eye test, fine. Eye test is great, but go look at the numbers. There's a lot of eye test quarterbacks that don't pass it that are winning games. Yes, absolutely. Like I think Joe Flacco's got eight interceptions this season. He's only been playing, since but he comes up with big throws. Yeah. But he comes up with big throws, and he's a good complement to what they're, you know, takes advantage of Mari Cooper being there. Mm-hmm. And Mari Cooper's having, Mari Cooper's having a sensational he's having season. He's a fantastic season. Four different quarterbacks, and he's over 1,200 yards. Yeah. And it's pretty good. All right, 726. We're running a little bit behind here. It is time for What's Happening? All right, it is brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. At ComWest, they help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions to support and secure their business technology. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow with network support, PC and server support. They can also install surveillance cameras and a new business phone system. Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142, or go to ComWestCorp.com. All right, uh, lead things off the Broncos yesterday. They've lost eight straight to the Raiders. After falling at Las Vegas 27 to 14 on Sunday, Denver finishes 8 and 9 and they post their 7th consecutive losing season as quarterback Jared Stidham threw for 272 yards of the touchdown and interception loss. Broncos rushed for just 48 yards while Las Vegas ran for 129. And I think the numbers, the yards for all of those things and so I think I think the stress was on our quarterback more than theirs. And so we weren't nearly as efficient as we needed to be offensively and then defensively quite honestly we couldn't get off the field. Denver coach Sean Payne lost, puts the Broncos picking 12th in the upcoming NFL draft. So, Super Wild Card Weekend coming up this weekend on the Team Sports Network. Saturday, the Cleveland Browns play at Houston. 2.30 kick for that one. Then it's Miami at Kansas City 
at 6 o'clock. Don't forget all of your Super Wild Card Weekend action right here on the Team Sports Network. Nuggets guard Jamal Murray scored a season-high 37 points, leading Denver to a 131-114 home win over Detroit Sunday. The win puts the defending champion Nuggets a half game behind First place, Minnesota in the Western Conference. Denver big man Nikola Jokic scored just four points, but he had 16 assists. Michael Porter Jr. and Contavious Caldwell-Pope each chipped in with 18 points apiece. I thought Jamal was fantastic tonight. Uh, Michael obviously shot the ball well. And then off the bench, you know, Reggie and Peyton, I thought were really effective as well. So it wasn't the cleanest game. You know, I didn't think our defense was very good tonight. But we did a better job in that third quarter. Nuggets coach Michael Malone, Peyton Watson, led the Denver players off the bench with 15 points. Cover Mesa men's basketball hit 18 three-pointers against the Highlands Cowboys to tie a single-game record and get the 94-72 win Saturday at Brownson. After trailing by nine at halftime, the Mavericks came back with a vengeance. Christopher Speller, five for five from beyond the arc. Owen Koontz and Trevor Baskin each had a double-double. Coach Mike DeGeorge after the game liked the resiliency of his team. The message at halftime is pretty simple. We just got to sustain our approach. You know, the fact that we were missing shots kind of took our momentum away in that first half. But our defense, you know, I thought was better overall tonight than last night and kind of kept us in the game when we were making shots. CMU improves to 11-2 and Saturday night. Also featured the long-awaited return of Ethan Menzies after being sidelined two years by injury. Five minutes had two rebounds and an assist. CMU women's basketball team completed the weekend sweep of CSU Pueblo and New Mexico Islands. On Friday night against the Thunderwolves, freshman Mason Rowland scored a career-high 30 points in the Mavs' 74-59 win. Then on Saturday, the Mavs' defense held the Highlands Cowgirls to 26% shooting in their 70-34 win. Coach Taylor Wagner liked the effort that he saw in both games. I was really happy with our defense. The goal was to keep them under 50. The key was not to give them any confidence. I thought our hot start kind of took a little bit of air out of them a little bit, and I, I was happy for our girls. We moved the ball really well. Laura had an awesome game, and it really, I mean, she hit those shots. It changed the makeup of everybody. Laura Gutierrez was really hot in the first quarter as well. She had four three-pointers. CMU had 12 three-pointers in the game. Mavericks, both Maverick teams had to shatter and state Friday. And then Cutler Christian on Saturday. We'll have uh, the games Friday on the team. Saturday will be over on 1100 KNZZ. Fruit of Monument Boys basketball team remains unbeaten after their 67-26 win for Chatfield Saturday. Jet Wells led the way with 22 points with Max Orchard and Wilson Sigmund each adding 14 points. Peace Grand Junction Tigers improved to 7-3 on the season with their 70-35 win over Battle Mountain. Brady Page led the Tigers with 18. Central enters Southwestern League play at 5-5 five five after their 55-53 win over Basalt. Cam Redding scored a game-high 18 points. Central hosts Montrose tomorrow night on the Team Sports Network. Coverage starts with the girls at 515. Palisade Bulldogs are back at 500 after beating Rifles 77 to 51. Six and six Bulldogs host Montrose on Friday. Palisade girls basketball team, they're nine and three after their 51 to 20 win a rifle over the weekend. Grand Junction girls picked up their third win of the season thanks to a 44 to 29 win over Battle Mountain. Harper Young led the way for the Tigers with 10 points. Fruita Monument girls lost their second game of the season, falling at home to Chatfield 40 to 37. Wildcats were outscored in the third quarter, 22-8, and couldn't close the gap in the fourth. Then Centauri was at Delta Friday night, and uh, the uh, Delta girls were able to pick up the victory in that one, knocking off uh, Centauri 66-40. Kylie Huff had 18 points and nine steals. The uh, Delta boys lost to Centauri 57-48. Tucker Johnson had 21 points and 10 rebounds. Saturday, the Delta girls beat Alamosa 63-45. Panther boys lost to the Mean Moose 78-76. And that's a look at... What's happening? 
Brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142, or go to their website, comwestcorp.com. Coming up next, Central Boys coach John Sedanich on the Jim Davis Show. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Central Boys basketball with coach John Sedanich on the team. And John Sedanich brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. And John Sedanich joins us on the team line this morning. Good morning, John. How are you? Good, Jim. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hope you had a, a wonderful holiday season of you and your family. Yeah, I was um, never complaining when you... Don't have to work and just get to coach some basketball. So just focus on um, on what you're doing on the hardwood with your your Central Warriors and got a chance to uh, get a little bit of a tune up before a league play begins on Tuesday night with Montrose. You had uh, Basalt uh, on Saturday and uh, for your basketball team a really good performance uh, from from Cam Redding, 18 points to lead your your Warriors. Uh, Mari Thomas had had 12 points as well. So both those guys are good outputs against the Longhorns. Yeah, um, just uh, yeah, good to good to get back at it, and you know, when you haven't played for three or four weeks, you never know how the <laughs> the first it's almost like starting over again sometimes. Um, but yeah, it was uh, good to get back at it. Basalt, um, you know, Clint does a great job up there. They've really that program's really um, improved over the last few years, and a good solid program, and uh, the big kid. The name escaping me right now, but um, really tough to really tough to guard. Their uh, point guard is a nice player, and it was a it was a fun game. We actually had to we played in the old gym because um, there was some wrestling going on in the main gym, so it was kind of a little throwback to the old days, and um, it was a fun time. John Sedanich, coach of the Central Warriors boys basketball team, what are some things where you you felt like there was a little bit rusty to start the game, John, but you kind of knocked the rust off. A couple of areas that. Uh, they kind of stood out for you in that regard? Yeah, you know, we, I think as most coaches do, when you head into the break and you have time to think about things and, um, you know, we had to adjust a few things, try to get, um, try to get Amari going, try to get, Cam's always solid. Um, um, he's been solid for three years, but wanted to get, try to get him going a little bit more. And, um, so it just, just kind of tweak some things, um, over the break and um i thought thought it helped us a lot actually um the other night john Sedanch, coach of the central warriors boys basketball team with us on the team sports network so john you, you dive into southwestern league play you get montrose uh, ryan voringer's team is playing really well right now they're they're off to a 9-0 start uh, defensively which is you know an, an area that uh, that ryan always uh, hangs his hat on when it comes to the, the makeup of his program defensively, they've been out, outstanding this season. But uh, you know, when you look at uh, we have to slow down that team, Caleb Ferguson, 19 points per game, uh, had a great season last year. He's an all-league player and once again uh, having another all-league kind of a start to the season. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like every night, kind of the rest of the way here, it's going to be there's going to be a, a big guy that we have to <laughs> figure out how to slow down a little bit. Yeah, so. Yeah, you know, uh, Coach Bo there uh, obviously has always done a great job there, and and uh, defensively they 
um, you know, you, you know they're going to play man to man and they're going to um, get in help side. And uh, yeah, I think you have to be really patient against them. And um, I, they're, yeah, they're just really hard to play against. And uh, looking forward to it. I, you know, it's always it's always weird that I think we play Montrose twice before we even play anybody else in the league. So it's kind of a weird start for both of us to the league. It's kind of early and. Um, you know, I don't think either team will probably be at their best yet. But um, yeah, it, it, it it's always a uh, always a tough battle with them. I, I know we had Mary Doan on, of course, Central Girls coach, and she talked about kind of the, the strangeness of the schedule, getting to league play, and then you get out of league play. At least uh, her team does for a couple of games before you get back into it. So it's it is kind of a, a unique start to the season, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, because you know, from here on, uh, us and the you know, the girls programs are, you know, the, the games are, I think maybe we have one game that's different the rest of the way, but yeah, we, we're all kind of in that same boat and, uh, I, you know, yeah, it's weird. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I, I don't, I think it's one of those things like when you think about all the other leagues in the, in the world and some of the scheduling things that you don't always see what's going on behind the scenes, but just kind of the way it works out. And, uh, yeah, it'll uh, just, you know, is what it is. I know the kids are excited to to get going and um, see what we can do against a really good team. We're talking with John Sedanich, Central Warriors boys basketball coach. Uh, Caleb Ferguson, as I mentioned, has you know had a sensational start to the season. And and so when you when you look at you know the matchup uh, that you have uh, against him, and in, in terms of uh, your basketball team and and uh, you know of course uh, with uh, what you're trying to going to try to do defensively against him especially uh, with, of course, uh, um, Ryland Nostrand. I mean, that's going to be a big challenge for, for Ryland taking on a player of the caliber of, uh, of a Caleb Ferguson. Yeah, you know, Ryland has uh, just been a, a, a solid a solid staple for us here to, you know, the throughout the uh, season so far. He's uh, just, we're glad to have him back this year, and you know, he... He, man, he works so hard and um, just plays a role. And uh, you know, he gets to deal with those battles every night, and uh, he really looks forward to it. And you know, and then Kane uh, Kane Thornton comes off the bench and uh, bangs around a little bit, gives Rylan a little break. And uh, so, so we like our um, you know, we're not big, but we like our our so-called bigs that um, you know get after people and and at least make it. At least make it a challenge for him. Central head coach John Sedan is joining us on the Jim Davis show. You talk about Montrose and how they play that man to man, and it's swarming at times, and a lot of help defense coming from a second guy. How crucial is it to have somebody with the experience of like Cam Redding being the guy that, for the most part, will bring the ball up the court for you in situations like that? Yeah, just, you know, just being patient against them and. You know, and I think that's one thing Cam has really uh, gotten better at the last couple of years. He's, he doesn't try to force things as much as he did when he was younger. Uh, when I say younger, I guess they're still young, but when he was <laughs> when he was a freshman and sophomore, and and uh, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I think you have to be patient against their defense. You you have to skip it. Uh, you have to uh, you know you have to have some guys knock down shots, and you know Jackson. Uh, Amos had three huge threes for us in the second half against Basalt, and so he's 
he's starting to find his groove a little bit. He played really well in the Palisade tournament. And, uh, so, yeah, I, I think you got to knock down some perimeter shots and try to bring them out a little bit and spread them out. And, and then hopefully you can get in the lane a little bit from there. John St. H, Central Warriors boys basketball coach with us. And then, and then for your team, Blake Rooks, the, the freshman. What, what an incredible start, 11 points per game. I, I talked to his dad, Brian, the other night over at uh, CMU, and you know, Brian's like, hey, I, you know, I was hoping he had a really would have a really good start to his uh, Central Warriors career, but boy, I <laughs> think uh, he expected anything like this. And, and for you, I mean, it's, uh, it's been a, a real plus to have a, a freshman go out and play the way that Blake has. Yeah, yeah, I think if uh, I, coming in, we all knew Blake was, um, you know, special player. Just he's earned everything that he's gotten. He's, you know, he works hard. He's, I think the uh, the thing that we all enjoy most about Blake is just the joy that he plays the game with. It's really fun to just to watch him play. And he's actually been out the last, I uh, so he got hurt in the Steamboat game. Uh, so he hasn't played. So we played without him. Let's see. Uh, five, this is the fifth game. Uh, Basalt was the fifth game. We haven't had him. So um, so we're hoping um, he's trying to get back from a ankle foot injury. And uh, so we're hoping uh, he went through warm-ups actually against Basalt. And so we're hoping probably not tomorrow night but hopefully against Glenwood on Saturday we can start working him back in the rotation but yeah what a what a special kid just a great kid he's a you know 4.0 student and just one of those kids you dream about having live coverage of uh, Central taking on Montrose tomorrow night here in the Valley 101 1 FM 1340 AM and for the folks in Montrose 102.1 FM uh, girls coverage of course uh, girls tip off at 530 Coverage starts at uh, 5 o'clock, and then uh, the boys to follow tomorrow night from Central High School. John, I always appreciate it. Thank you so much, and good luck tomorrow night against the Red Hawks. Yeah, thanks, Jim. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, take care. John Sedanich, coach of the Central Boys basketball team. Once again, our uh, prep coverage uh, for the Valley starts tomorrow night, and and for Highway 50 as well. We did have a Highway 50 game of the week with Delta and mm-hmm. Centauri, and, uh, of course, we'll have more Red Hawks games and Delta games coming up on our Highway 50 game of the week over on the Monkey. But uh, also some of those Montrose games, for the folks listening in Montrose, uh, we'll have them here on the team, 102.1 FM, tomorrow night Central and Montrose. All right, uh, before we uh, take a break and bring some of the, the post game from um, the Mavericks victories on Saturday, yesterday after the game, Dave Logan talking with uh, Broncos coach Sean Payton on a loss to the Raiders and, and what uh, what next year, well, next season looks like for the Broncos. Sit down in the locker room, talk with the head coach of the Broncos, Sean Payton. Sean, it's Dave Logan. Um, again, you know, you, you, you had a couple of, of good drives, and, uh, you know, you cap them off with touchdowns. But um, how would you assess overall just from the sideline the play on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I, I think if you were just watching, and, again, we haven't looked at the tape, um, the one the one area that I think you could feel was they ran the ball better than we did. And yep. and I think the numbers, the yards for all of those things. And so I think I think the stress was on our quarterback more than theirs, you know, and, and so um, you know, we weren't we weren't nearly as efficient as we needed to be offensively and then defensively, quite honestly, we couldn't get off the field. We had a ninety nine and a half yard drive. Um, 
and we didn't do a good job of protect, protecting field position. We, we needed a you know a three and out. I, th- I think our third down numbers are going to be poor. I'm sure defensively. Um, so yep. those are those are disappointing. Uh, those are things that I saw, obviously, just from the sideline. Yep, Raiders ran it 31 times for a buck 29. Uh, and that last drive you were talking about, 15 plays, 72 yards, and 749 off the clock. You're 10 points down there. And, again, it's been a battle. But uh, you gotta got to find a way, I guess, to get a stop in that situation. And, and two third-down conversions really killed you. Yeah, and look, the, the earlier drive at the end of the half, um, I don't know how much time that took, but but we just couldn't get the stops we needed, and then offensively we weren't as efficient enough. The margin for error uh, was too close in, in a game like this. So um, I'm yep. sure we'll see we'll see some bright spots in that film, but we're going to also see some things that that are glaring. Yep, that that drive, by the way, the 98 yard drive you talked to, a minute and 36. That's that's what it took the Raiders. A final thought you did have, and again, you, you look for. As you said, there are going to be plenty of things you won't like, and you try to find a few things that you did like. There were five plays today from the offense. So you had five plays that were 20 yards or more. So you, at least you had a, a few more explosive plays. Yeah, and and look, that's um, been an area that you know has been lacking, and uh, you know we'll see. It's a tough front relative to protection. You have that balance of you're trying to help with protection, but they're playing a lot of zone coverage, and you need flare control and. And uh, overall, I, I just didn't think we pl- played well enough up front. All right, we'll talk more about uh, the Broncos throughout the course of the morning. Got some reaction to to what happened yesterday in Las Vegas. Denver falling to the Raiders 27-14 to as the Broncos have now lost eight straight to uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. So text or call us on the team line today, 970-242-1340. Time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, it seems every week in the NFL, somebody gets caught by the broadcaster jinx. And this week, it was Kevin Burkhart. I like these numbers for a kicker. Brandon Albert, oh. that. He's having historically the greatest season by a kicker ever. We'll get into it as the game goes on. I'm not talking about him. That's listen. We're, I'm, we're not. We're not doing it. Well, we have to show it. Right, we're going to show it, and we're going to leave it be. 32-yard attempt from Auburn. It's up and it's blocked. Washington scoops it up with room to roll. Chase Whitaker's got it with a convoy down the sidelines. He goes still in bounds and finally taken out. I told you we're staying away from it. We are not being the jinx. Yes, you are. Yes, Sorry, you are. Greg Olson. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Considering the only edit from this sound is the quality. The first part they didn't have on the highlight. The second part they did, so you had to go find off of, you know, somebody with their phone pointed at the TV. <laughs> That's straight live in game time is... We're not going to talk. Blocked. 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 All right, 748. (laughs) We'll take a break and come back. Uh, The good, the bad, the ugly. Look, Jared Stidham was not the problem yesterday. He also wasn't the spark either. I don't know where he put Stidham's performance into yesterday. 272 touchdown a pick. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole lot. maybe, Maybe it's not the quarterback. Either Russ or him. That's the problem.
Just you bite your tongue. Just saying. All right, we'll, we'll take a break and return with more on The Jim Davis Show. First of all, it's hilarious. Warped, twisted individuals. Yes. Yeah! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim and the Buckeye boy. Got some reaction to the Broncos losing to the Raiders yesterday. Does anybody really get a game ball yesterday from the Broncos? I'm not really sure. We'll uh, dive into that more coming up next hour around the NFL. Text or call us on the team line, 970-242-1340. For the Cutter and Mesa basketball teams, both sweeping their, their home games this week in a Brownson, uh, both getting wins against CSU Pueblo on uh, Friday. For the women, that was highlighted by Mason Rowland, the freshman uh, from Durango with a career-high 30 points in the 74-59 victory. And then on Saturday, um, the Mavericks were uh, able to go out and uh, and really dominate uh, against New Mexico Islands with a 70-34 to victory. After the game, uh, Paxton Ritchie talked with uh, Taylor Wagner about the, the Maverick women's victory against the Cowgirls. We're here with head coach Taylor Wagner. Coach, 70-34 to final. I know you guys were prioritizing the defensive effort, and it seemed in the, the throughout the game, especially in the first half, you guys were locked in on that side of the ball. Yeah, I'm, I was really happy with our defense. The goal was to keep them under 50, and I thought the girls did a phenomenal job the whole game. Talk about the what it means to you as a coach for the team to get off on such a hot start like they did. You guys were over 50% from deep and from the field most of the game. Had that big lead in the first quarter. I mean, I know you don't you don't ever think your job is done at any point during the game. When you guys get out to a start like that, what does it mean for you as a coach? Well, the key was not to give them any confidence. We didn't. Uh, that's what this team does. They get confidence. They play really well, and I thought our hot start kind of took a little bit of air out of them a little bit, and I, I was happy for our girls. We moved the ball really well. Laura had an awesome game, and it really, I mean, she hits those shots. It changed the makeup of everybody. You know, it just opens up everything, so I'm happy for her to, you know, be able to play that well, and, and hopefully that continues the rest of the year. All right, so uh, the Maverick women get the victory. Maverick men also uh, complete the sweep this weekend to CSU Pueblo and New Mexico Highlands. For the Maverick men, um, they uh, tied a single-game record for threes, hitting 18 threes. They get a 94-72 victory. And after the game, Paxton Ritchie talking with uh, a very happy Mike DeGeorge who celebrated a birthday a couple of days ago. Nice. So a nice little late birthday present for the coach of the Mavericks. All right, we're here with head coach Mike DeGeorge after the 94-72 win over Highlands. Fair to call that one a tale of two halves probably. What were what were the main adjustments you saw from your team from that first half to the second? Well, the, the message at halftime is pretty simple. We just got to sustain our approach, and we can't let, you know, the fact that we were missing shots, you know, kind of took our momentum away in that first half. And, you know, they were just going underneath so much. You just figured eventually we'd get a couple in a row, and it energized the gym, and we'd get going, and fortunately that's what happened. But our defense, you know, I thought was better overall tonight than last night and kind of kept us in the game when we are making shots. And, you know, if we're shooting the right shots, even though we're taking so many threes, yes, you're going to have down periods, but it opens up so many offensive rebound opportunities that we've really been offensive rebounding at a high rate, which gets us more opportunities. And All right, that's Mike DeGeorge, Maverick men's basketball coach. We'll take a break and come back with hour two.